You're listening to Inside Bliss with LaVon Kirkland. Hey, hey, it's a great week. It's that time again. Welcome into the Inside Blitz with LaVon Kirkland. I am your co-host, David Wyatt, along with Mikey Football Foster and, of course, the big man, LaVon Kirkland. LaVon, take it away, my friend. Oh, well, you know, we're going to have a great show today. But, you know, I want to encourage everybody, especially the ones that are out there listening, uh, last week's show was amazing. Jay Blankenship did a lot, a great job of explaining our our, our programs and, and how they work and how they're going to help our young people and how they're going to make a big impact. So if you're out there listening, make sure you listen to our, um, our websites, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, it, but if you got Facebook, man, make sure you check us out live on our Facebook page. But this one, I thought... You know, although Jay is not a football legend, man, he's a legend in the community. He does such a great job. And like I said before, he did an excellent job explaining our programs and why they're going to make a big impact for our kids. Yep. Absolutely. And check out, it's on YouTube too, so you can see some of the graphics that we put into it. Yep. So if you have a chance to watch the episode, Jay was in studio with us. He wasn't on the phone, he was in studio with us. So there's a lot of dynamics there you can get from the YouTube or the Facebook Live right. version of the episode. So it really encourage everyone to do that. Make sure you all go to scfootballhof.org forward slash join in order to help support the the programs that we were talking yeah, about in yeah, last we week's want to episode. Thank, thank all the people that have joined. We, we continue to get more members all the time each show, and thank you for that because that is a big help for us. It doesn't cost much for you. It's less than 10 bucks a month, but it really does help us. So, And there's great benefits for you. Now, we've got a great show, as LaVon uh, mentioned to you. Who's the interview with, uh, Mike? And give us a little background. Yeah, yeah. Bobby Bryant, he was a class of 2019. Inductee mm-hmm. uh, came uh, and joined us in April for our ceremony. And great guy uh, uh, went to South Carolina. Gamecocks. Uh, South Carolina Gamecocks. We learned a couple of things. Mm-hmm. He, his quarterback was Dan Reeves. That's awesome. At, at uh, South Carolina, and you'll find out that that he was a very versatile athlete as well. Right. Uh, in in this episode, I think that you're going to get to know a lot of cool things about Bobby, but. The guy was a baller. No question. And yeah. and uh, look at his. If you look at his uh, his career with the Minnesota Vikings, he's second all time in interceptions in their franchise history, which is pretty this is amazing. Because yeah. he played with some good defenses. Yeah, that's did. right. And he did it all as a, like a really an undersized. Player. He, was he, he was, part of the Purple People Eaters? He was part of the Purple People Eaters. They went to four Super Bowls, lost yeah. them all. But, That's okay, though. But yeah. At least you win. He was there. He, he was there. Yeah. And uh, he's a two-time All-Pro, two-time uh, Pro Bowler, just like my man just right like here. Me. Yeah, man. And uh, so uh, probably one of the more underrated Gamecock legends out there just because he played uh, played at, really at a different time period. But uh, um uh, you have to you have to get to know Bobby Bryant, and, and I think you get to do that here. And, and great insight from him in this interview. Yeah, so it's a great interview. Stick, stay in tune with us there. It's uh, Bobby Bryant coming up. There's a lot of things that he talks about uh, that I think you're going to be interested in learning about. So, with no further ado, we'll be right back with Bobby Bryant. We're the Inside Blitz with Levon Kirkland. Hello, everybody. This is Bobby Bryant. You're listening to the Inside Blitz with Levon Kirkland. Welcome, welcome back to the Wyatt Law Studio and the Inside Blitz with LaVon Kirkland. 
And I tell you what, we got a tremendous guest today. Um, he was a class of 2019 South Carolina Football Hall of Fame inductee, born in Macon, South Carolina. Georgia. Huh? Georgia. Did I say South Carolina? Yeah. Okay. Macon, Georgia. Thank you, Mike. Yeah. Okay. Uh, went to the University of South Carolina from 1964 to 1967. ACC Athlete of the Year in 1967. Seventh-round pick. Minnesota Vikings in 1967. Uh, 51 career interceptions. Georgia Sports Hall of Fame. He currently lives in South Carolina. Bobby Bryan, how you doing, sir? I'm doing great, Levon, and nice to chat with you. And uh, uh, and you and it's okay. Uh, Macon is is a lot like Columbia, so Macon, South Carolina, sounds okay too. <laughs> you know what? Thank you so much because you know some of us, you know, we do kind of forget. And I did play football for 11 years, so a lot of times you kind of do a lot of hitting and you kind of forget. <laughs> but we got like uh, we got smart guys like Mikey who's here that's going to remind me every time I make a mistake. So, but Hey, what was your name again? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yes. 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 Hey, you know what? Can we have some fun? Yeah. I'm going I'm to ask you a couple questions. They're going to be fun questions for you. And then we get to know a little bit about you. Okay. You ready? Sounds good. Let's yeah, do it. Ready. Okay. I'm never going to, so that's the part where you answer the question. I'm never gonna. <laughs> I'm never gonna play in the NFL again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, do we like Saturdays or Sundays? Uh, I like both uh, Saturday and Sunday. Oh, you got to pick one. You got to pick one. Pick one. Okay. All right. Well, I'll pick uh, Saturdays because I enjoy watching uh, college football more than pro football right now you know me too i do too and i think everybody else kind of probably agree with that do you prefer tablets or books tablets or books i i prefer a book i like to I, i'm not not into not all the uh technology the new technology with books and no you know notebooks and things like that the electric ones but uh yeah i, I still just like to have a physical book in my hand uh, turning the pages that's right old school and plus the tablets yeah. kind of hurt your eyes if you look at them too long well, they're true. not good yeah. for you that's correct right yeah okay the worst birthday present you ever received <laughs> I don't think I ever got a bad one. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good answer. A present is a present, right? Yeah, a present is a present. That's right. Okay. Some of them. Last fun, fun question for you. Favorite U.S. president? Favorite U.S. president? Um... Abraham Lincoln. Ah, I thought you would go, go was going to go with Ronald Reagan, but Abraham Lincoln was well, my second I, choice I, for you. I thought it, Ronald Reagan uh, yeah. my mind and uh, Jimmy Carter because uh, I think one of my rookie year with the Vikings was like well it was right around the time that Jimmy Carter was elected president. That might have been '68 or something like that. But uh, uh, you know we got to got to vote for my homeboy Jimmy Carter. Jimmy. Uh, but as it turned out, he had a he had a pretty tough uh, presidency. But uh, I remember you know, that. I still liked him. 
he was he was a good man, and he still is a good man, doing a lot of great things. And I think he's about ninety eight years old right now. And uh, well, I know he's in his nineties, late nineties. But uh, anyway, those those are you know the old guys: uh, George Washington, uh, Abraham Lincoln. Uh, I kind of uh, had a had a great deal of respect for them too. Okay. Well, thank you. Hey, thank you for participating in our little five questions here. We really appreciate you being here, too, today. Thank you so much for taking time with us. Um, The South Carolina Football Hall of Fame is about making a difference through football, and you were definitely one of the greats to grace our our lovely state. So we just want to give you honor. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you, LeVon. Yeah. So now – you're coming from Macon, Georgia. There, you go. there we go. I got it right this time. Can you tell us about your recruiting journey to South Carolina? Uh, yes, I sure can. I was, uh, gosh, I was a little skinny halfback in in high school. Uh, my senior year, I was I was six feet tall, but I weighed 145 pounds. And wow. Not a whole lot of colleges were looking for 145 pound <laughs> running backs. Right. Uh, Especially Georgia and Georgia Tech weren't, but uh, South Carolina uh, wasn't quite as particular because you know South Carolina was uh, in the ACC and uh, back then the ACC was certainly not as uh, prestigious and and as tough as the SEC. But uh, Vince Dooley was a coach at Georgia, but uh, he he did recruit two of my teammates at South Carolina. I mean at uh, at Georgia. Uh, a tight end and a quarterback, and uh, as it turned out, I, I was uh, offered a scholarship by the University of South Carolina, and uh, I ended up playing uh, more than the other two guys that went to Georgia, and, and Vince uh, at the uh, Georgia Hall of Fame uh, quite a few years ago now, but uh, we, we happened to be uh, sitting at the same dinner table one night, and he said, Bobby, he said, "I made a mistake." He said, uh, "You were—we should have taken you, but you were so skinny that we just didn't know if you could uh, could could, could uh, you know make it in the in the SEC." And uh, but anyway, he was very gracious. But uh, but it turned out pretty well. I I got to play at South Carolina and uh, found that eating three really good meals a day, mm-hmm. uh, even a skinny guy can gain a little bit of weight. So. I, <laughs> I ballooned up to 165 by my senior year, and then got drafted by the Vikings. And so I had had some success uh, with the uh, Gamecocks playing uh, football and then baseball also, and had a chance to sign a baseball contract with the uh, New York Yankees my junior year, and then the Boston Red Sox my senior year. But I knew if I signed with the Vikings, I'd go to Minnesota and either make the the big team or not. And if I didn't make it, I could have always gone back and maybe tried baseball, but it worked out. Oh, no, it definitely worked out for you. Can you tell us some of your favorite moments at the University of South Carolina? Well, uh, my senior year, uh, we we won one game and lost nine. Wow. And the game that, the game that we won was against NC State. And Jim Donnan, who later became a, a, a college coach and coached Georgia and coached several other schools, I think. And uh, But he was a quarterback for NC State, but he punted a ball over my head. I was a punt returner. He kicked the ball that hit in front of me in, in uh, line drive, and it bounced well over my head. And uh, I forgot that I was lined up on the 15-yard line, and I ran back to the – to catch the ball over my shoulder and I but uh unfortunately I was on the two yard line and 
and uh, Paul Dietzel, the coach, was on the sideline saying, oh, no, Bobby, what are you doing? And by this time, I had broken into the clear, and and uh, one of my teammates said, well, coach, it looks like he's going for a touchdown. So oh. It was a 98-yard <laughs> oh. touchdown and the longest uh, longest punt return in the nation that year and uh, still a record for South Carolina. And uh, But, of course, uh, they teach uh, punt returners not to catch a ball or not to try to return them from inside the 10-yard line, but uh, there's, there's still some that that uh, do or try to run with it, but uh, I wasn't real smart back then. So <laughs> You just wanted to out. make a play. I chalk it up as you well, just wanted to make a play for your team. Well, I, I did, and you know, and it helped us, and that was the only game we won that year. So uh, you should have done. You should have been more proactive then. <laughs> I should have. Well, and then uh, my my sophomore year was Marvin Bass's uh, uh, second year with the. Uh, I mean, Marvin Bass was a coach. Uh, Paul Diesel hadn't come yet, but. Uh, I played the Dan Reeves. Uh, you remember that name? He's in the oh, yes. Hall of Fame, South Carolina mm-hmm. Hall of Fame too. And uh, Dan was a quarterback, and I, as I was still skinny, as I said. That was my sophomore year. I still weighed about 160 pounds. But they put me in one play against uh, uh, Wake Forest. That's when Brian Piccolo was there. Oh yeah. They threw one, uh, threw a pass, uh, call a pass play, and I was in at halfback, and I ran that right down the middle of the field. That was my pattern. I was wide open. But he tried to throw it to somebody else. Well, so I got back to the huddle. I said, Dan, I was wide open on that play and never thinking that he was going to say, okay, we'll run it again. But he called it again, threw the ball down the middle. I jumped up and caught it. And the two safeties came, both of them came and hit me at the same time from different sides. And you, 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 you know, the cartoons, uh, yes. the character hitting the wall and just sliding down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they hit, they both hit me and it kept me up, but they both just fell off. And so I was wide open. So I ran 65 yards for a touchdown, but, uh, they never put me in at uh, receiver again during the season. I'm thinking, man, these coaches aren't real smart. <laughs> but, uh, Apparently not. <laughs> wow. So. But uh, but anyway, that was those were a couple of plays that that really stood out to me uh, during during my career. That uh, you know the first one was when I was a sophomore, and then the then the punt return was our only victory that year uh, against North North Carolina State. Wow! Well, only one victory that year, but you end up getting the ACC Athlete of the Year in 1967. Can you tell us about that that's moment? Great. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, that was uh, I played I played baseball also, and uh, I had had a pretty good record. I was six and two as a pitcher for the Gamecocks, and uh, was the first bat was the first pitcher at South Carolina to strike out over a hundred batters in one season. So, but anyway, I guess. There were some uh, some scouts that thought, uh, hey, he might be able to play baseball too. So that's why I was drafted uh, by mm-hmm. the Yankees and then Boston Red Sox. But so, uh, but uh, yeah, they, those were uh, that was really unusual for me to for you know I think a player on a and the baseball team was pretty good. I think I know we had a better record than I know we won more than one game, but uh, we were <laughs> pretty ranked. Ranked pretty high in the ACC, but uh, so uh, but as a as a football player, I'd had a, a good year returning punts and and played pretty well as a defensive back. So right. uh, didn't give up a whole lot of touchdowns or anything. So I guess that's why they you know and usually the 
most outstanding athlete in the in the ACC was one that played multiple sports, and uh, usually it was two sports. But there, there were some some guys, I guess, that played three sports, which I can't see how you could possibly do that. But uh, I guess they didn't have to study a whole lot. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, now could you tell us a little bit about your? draft journey. You got drafted in 1967, as we said before, in the seventh round pick for the Minnesota Vikings, and you're 167 overall. 1967 and 167. So, you ever played a lottery with the you know, <laughs> with 167? That's got to be your that's got to be your lucky numbers. Well, it, well, yeah, I guess it must have been, but I just didn't know it at the time. <laughs> But uh, they were, you know, I was such an important uh, draft choice that they had the equipment manager call me and tell me I'd been drafted by the Vikings. <laughs> Wait a minute, so the equipment guy tells you that you're drafted by the um, Vikings. How did that conversation but, go? Well, uh, his name was Stubby Easton, and he had, he had a peg leg. He had got <laughs> leg blown off in the war. Okay. Wow! But he was uh, he was the uh, the equipment manager for the for the. Uh, for the uh, Vikings, and uh, but I think back then they didn't have they didn't have twenty coaches on their staff, so they had uh, I think everybody that was part of the organization had to be part of the uh, had to have some little job with the with the draft to uh, make sure all the jobs got covered. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't think it was because they thought any less of me. Uh, because uh, and, and and therefore had the equipment manager call me, but uh, but but that was that was probably his job was to call some of the players and tell them that they had been drafted. But anyway, back then I was a seventh round draft choice. Got a seventy five hundred dollar signing bonus. Bought a brand new Pontiac Bonneville gold colored. <laughs> oh yeah, and that was a long one too. Man, that was a nice car for thirty five hundred dollars. <laughs> I tell you something about the price of vehicles, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. That was uh, that was a well. I mean, I imagine now that's a good deal, but back then it's probably you know pretty expensive car. Uh, well, uh, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> it was a nice car. Yeah, Pontiac was uh, the Bonneville was a kind of pretty classy car. So. I remember the Bonneville. Yes, very nice car. Yes. So tell us, yeah. tell us one of your favorite NFL moments. One of my favorite. NFL moments. Yes. Um, let me think. Well, uh, one of my it, during the, you know I I'd, uh, close to I had forty nine interceptions and it was my last year and I was <coughs> man I just I told my wife well I'd really like to get uh, I'd like to get one at least one more interception to have fifty you know right. fifty is just better than forty nine you know so <laughs> yes. anyway I told her the next time I uh, I scored a touchdown this 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 doesn't have anything to do with the interception I told her when I scored a touchdown. I was going to throw her a kiss from the uh, from the end zone. So oh. we were playing the Rams in the 1976 uh, NFC Championship game, and uh, and um, they had uh, received the opening kickoff, and they marched uh, 80 yards and had first goal on our one yard line, and we held them for three three downs on the on the one yard line. Then they tried a field goal. On fourth down, and uh, Nate Allen, one of our other corners, uh, blocked the kick, and I, I caught it on one bounce on the ten yard line and ran it ninety yards for a touchdown. 
And then at the end of the game, uh, the Rams were were marching down the field and uh, needed the touchdown to go ahead of us uh, to win the game. And uh, we win the blitz coverage, and that that's I mean that that's when the the puckering starts mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're in blitz coverage. But yeah. Anyway, I was I was covering Harold Jackson, who was pretty who was semi fast. He could run pretty fast. You know, mm-hmm. He was a great great wasn't a real big receiver, but he was a great receiver. And Ron Jesse was on the other side, but uh, both the both the wide receivers ran post patterns. So I was running towards the middle of the field. Well, I was reading the quarterback all the way, and uh, that was uh, Hayden Pat Hayden quarterback. Oh yeah. And uh, he 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 wound up and was looking the other way the whole time, and I saw. So I just took off across the field, and he threw a pass. And Ron Jesse was about five yards behind Nate Wright, uh, just getting ready to haul it in and take it in for a touchdown. I jumped up in front of him and, and picked it off, and and we were able to uh, go down and score again, and that that put us in the Super Bowl. So, oh, that's uh, awesome. So that was that was uh, pretty exciting. Uh, that 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 set us up for our fourth Super Bowl loss, but it was still. Uh, people said, "Man, you four-time losers, huh?" I said, "Yeah, uh, we got paid the same amount as winning twice, and we got four rings instead of two. So that's even better." <laughs> now, do you remember to blow a kiss to your wife? I did. Forget. I did. I did. When I, when I got to the end zone, I, I did blow a kiss to her, but she couldn't see me because uh, they they had the wife section was in was behind home plate in the baseball stadium, which was in the second deck, and it was real dark up there. She couldn't see me right without the other end of the field. But <laughs> she did see the instant replay on TV later on. So she did. Uh, uh, and I've, I've got the uh, I've got the video of that, too, so she uh, didn't see it. Bobby, you, you seem like an old romantic. Is that true? Uh, oh, just a little bit. Blowing kisses. <laughs> Well, I blew a kiss one time when I was, uh, it, it was my last year also. I was 37 years old, and I'd returned punts when I was younger, but right. but uh, by this time I was uh, I was not returning punts. But both we had two punt returners, and they both had uh, did something, to, you know, sprained some fingers or something, and they told the coach they couldn't. They couldn't catch punts, so Bud told me. He said, "He said, Bobby, I want you to go in there and fair catch it." He said, "I don't care how far they kick it. I want you to fair catch it." Mm-hmm. So I said, uh, I said, okay, you know, and uh, so I went in, and the first two punts were real long punts, you know, and I, I could have caught them and run ten or fifteen yards and fell down, and uh, before anybody could got to me, but, but I called a fair catch because that's what Bud Grant told me to do, and the fans started booing, you know, and so I said, well, the next 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 time they if they boo me, I'll, I know what I'll do, so. Sure enough, the next punt was long, and then I called for a fair catch, and they booed, and I flipped the ball to the referee, and then turned around and blew kisses to both sides of the stadium. Uh, <laughs> and that made uh, that made the blooper film that year. You know, right. Levine, you probably seen one of those blooper films. Yes, year, of course. With a where there's about where the both teams are fumbling back and forth, and right. they, they kick the ball around and fumble it three or four times, and. You know, and uh, but that that did make the blooper film that year. So, well, that's an accomplishment of itself, <laughs> making the blooper films. It is. Now it is. Yeah, a lot more people get to see you. You know. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're talking to uh, Bobby Bryan here, and Bobby, with our organization, the South Carolina Football Hall of Fame, we always talk about making the difference through football. But can you tell us how football made a difference in your life? I sure can. Uh, I, I know. And I started playing football in the fourth grade when I was ten years old. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, I, I had some great coaches. I mean, I mean, and you know, as as a football player, especially when you're young, you're, you you know, if you if you'd have to have a really bad coach not to have a lot of respect for him because it's just you know it's a, it's a game where you know you you realize it's a, it's a tough game, and, and if you've got a, if you're lucky enough to have a good coach, you really appreciate the, the lessons you learn about life, you know, and mm-hmm. and how sometimes when you get hit, you say, I, I, mean, I remember getting. You know, tackling guys before and it, it really hurt. You know, and something I'm thinking, man, should I should I leave the field? Right. And I'm thinking, no, no, I can't can't leave because we always had this saying with the Vikings: if you you got hurt, you didn't know, it and got out of you know got got out of the game for a while, you didn't know if you were going to get back in there if the guy that replaced you was doing good. So I didn't, nobody wanted to leave the field. You know, so but uh, I I just learned that you you really needed to uh, learn how to. To, to play when you're hurting a little bit, play when you're tired. So it was it was a great uh, uh, learning and discipline for me. And uh, and I came from a disciplined family too. So you know that that just reinforced the the importance of being disciplined. And that was one of Bud Grant's main uh, points for building a winner. He said teams that don't make a whole lot of mistakes have got a lot better chance to win mm-hmm. than a team that makes a lot of stupid penalties and, and, and makes mistakes and, and is not prepared when opportunities uh, like fumbles or interceptions or things like that uh, present themselves. He said a, a disciplined, a good disciplined team and player will, will make those plays and, and that will help you become a winner. And uh, I think he proved that uh, we won uh, out of my first 11 years with the Vikings. We won our uh, first, I mean, out of my 14 years, we won our division 11 times. So that was pretty good. That's amazing. But but it was just, it's a, you know, football is a great lesson to learn about teamship and working together or team uh, teammates and, you know, the importance of a team when you're playing a team sport because you can, uh, you know, if the other uh, ten guys can do their job, and if you're the one that doesn't do a job, you can you can be the reason the play uh, fails or the team uh, is not successful. So, uh, teamwork is very important, and uh, and the discipline to to know what you're doing and to and to be pre- prepared. Uh, that's a great lessons that sports taught me. Yes, it's a, it's a tough man sport, and but I always say this. I always say football relates to life better than most other sports because even if you get a little sick, you know, my pa- I remember my parents getting sick, but guess what? They still got up and they still went to work. In football, you get a little banged up, hey, man, you still got to get out there and play because your other guys depend on you. That's exactly right. I found that the, the, the times that I felt worse, I played best because you you realize that, uh, you, you know, you might not be at your best physically but you needed to really concentrate so so it's interesting how that happens sometimes when you don't really feel feel like you feel like playing but you end up uh, playing better than you uh, might ordinarily do Uh, no question about it okay well i have one more question for you um i just want to know what's your current passion now what did you what's something that you really believe in at this point in time in your life well, I, I believe I'm a I'm a Christian, and yes, I believe that, uh, and you know, you know, I've put my faith faith in Jesus Christ and in uh, the sacrifice that He made on the cross to pay the penalty for my sins, so that uh, when I die, I know I'm going to heaven, and and it, and I believe, and the Bible tells me 
tells us all that uh, uh, if we are Christians, that we need to tell other people about Christ also, mm-hmm. especially our loved ones and our friends, because uh, otherwise, if they if they don't know Jesus Christ as their Savior, then uh, you know they're uh, when the Bible says when you die it's too late. You can't make that decision then saying, oh, oh, I think now is a good time to to put my trust in what Christ did on the cross when he died for my sins. So uh, I think well, one of the most important things that I can can do is to live a life that uh, uh, shows uh, what, a, what a Christian is suppo- supposed to be like and uh, not only shows it, but uh, is not afraid to, to talk about it either and to tell other people, not to, not to try to force anything on them, but to mm-hmm. try to uh, help them understand uh, what uh, what I believe and what the Bible says about uh, what we should do to to know that uh, we will spend eternity in heaven. Wow, that's a powerful message. Thank you so much for sharing that with us, guys. Do you guys have any questions that you'd like to ask, Bobby? I know you got one, Mike. <laughs> See, I knew it. Hey, Bobby, this is Mike. Thanks for coming on. Uh, Really uh, enjoyed getting to meet you in April and uh, having you part of our ceremony. And uh, one thing I'd like to ask you is, obviously you're you're from Macon, Georgia, as uh, we, we determined earlier. <laughs> not Macon, South Carolina. Not Macon, South Carolina. Uh, and that uh, you you spent a lot of time in Minnesota, but you chose to come back here to South Carolina and and uh, and spend time here in South Carolina and Columbia. Uh, living in Columbia and also even being a part of uh, uh, of a business here in South Carolina as well, and 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 working and working here in the state. Uh, what uh, inspired you to come back to South Carolina and work and and go to work here in the state and and continue to support uh, Columbia, South Carolina? Well, um, after the season, my wife and I would always come down south. Uh, uh, to, to just get out of Minnesota for a while because it was so cold there, and we come always come through Columbia because I had a lot of teammates that uh, from different parts of the country that that stayed here. They, they really liked it. And it's a be- it's a beautiful state, but uh, you know we come down in uh, late December or January, and the temperature might be seventy degrees on a certain day. You know we think, man, that's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. But the weather was so much uh, milder down here, and uh, plus. Plus the the friends that we had, uh, the friends that you know, the guys that I played with, and then we had gotten to know their their wives, and and uh, so it was just just felt like part of being part of a family, and uh, of course once you're a gamecock, and once you're a tiger, or once you're a, a, a Steeler or a Viking, you're you're always a Steeler and Viking and gamecock and tiger, so. Uh, that's what, that was one of the reasons that we felt right at home here when we came back. What's the coldest temperatures you ever played in Minnesota? The well, coldest. The temperature was temperature temperature in 1976 NFC Championship game against the Rams. The temperature was zero at game time, Jeez. and uh, with the wind chill, the temperature was 13 below zero. Good night. Wow. And it you- was not fun. <laughs> You, you don't want to hit anybody when it's that cold. No, you don't. You don't. You don't want to get hit. You don't want to hit anybody. But uh, I remember having quarterbacks throw me throw me a ball just right into my hands. <laughs> uh, 
uh, in that cold weather, and I couldn't feel my hands because Bud did not let us. Uh, Bud Grant didn't let us wear gloves. And oh didn't man, Peter. So I'd go to the sideline after that, and he'd say, "You should have caught that ball." And I said, "Yes, sir." Right. Great. <laughs> I should have said. I should have said, well, I probably could have if I'd had gloves. <laughs> I mean, how about a pair of gloves? Talk to the <laughs> Yeah, really. I didn't think it was a good idea to, to, to talk back to him, so I didn't say anything. <laughs> I said, you're right. So, so what, t- Bobby, David Wyatt here, and again, we want to thank you for being on the uh, podcast with us, and uh, we really had a great time with you in uh, – the April ceremony, and, and and just point out that Vince Dooley, once again, you find yourself at a Hall of Fame with Vince Dooley. How about that? Yeah, that's that was all right. Yeah. Did, did you get a chance to talk to Coach Dooley at the at the event? Uh, yes, I did. That's pretty cool stuff. So, you, but you, you, you go ahead. I'm sorry. Were you talking about which which at, which, at our uh, event at our event about? this past April? Oh, I, I did. Uh, I did see him just briefly. Yeah. Yes. He had a lot of people. Uh, I know, uh, as as did you. Yeah, he uh, was trying to buy for your time. He was pretty busy. <laughs> yeah, no question about it. Steve was. Steve was. Steve was pretty busy too. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. It was a great ceremony. Again, we appreciate you. Honored to have you in our Hall of Fame. You talked about another Hall Thank of you. Famer, uh, Dan Reeves, who was once your teammate. Yes. Did you ever get an opportunity to play yes. against him in the NFL? I did not. Uh, um, let, let's see. I'm not sure if we – well, we played Dallas, so I must have played because he played a few years. So he was, I was just a couple of years behind him. I'm sure I am sure I played against him when he was with playing, still playing with Dallas. I was thinking uh, you might have had a chance to put the paint on him, uh, you know, on the other side of the ball. But uh, anyway, so, so you don't have a memory of that. Um, uh, you know, we, we, we've heard some great stories from – Coach Reeves and and certainly some of the ice bowl I guess was one of the yeah I don't know the ice bowl though it sounds like this negative thirteen degree uh, game that you played in against the Rams was I mean I I don't even know if they let you play in that type of weather anymore no not at all well I will tell you the uh, yeah the ice bowl that was that was really I mean that was un, unreal just watching that game and uh, seeing how cold it was and the field was frozen you could see that the cleats weren't uh, Cleats weren't even digging into the. I mean, the field was frozen by that time. They were slipping and sliding around, and and. Uh, but yeah, that was. They shouldn't play in that kind of weather. I mean, I heard that there were several players that suffered some frostbite yeah. uh, because of that game. Being out there, the linemen putting their hands down on, the, on that frozen field the whole time. So, and of course, that brings up another uh, point, and I think that that. You would agree, but I'm going to ask you the question. What do you think about the safety measures? There's a lot of uh, emphasis been put on changing the rules and, and the equipment. How, how, what's your opinion of what's been done for the game? Well, uh, I think I think the rules are about, uh, you know, using your head as a battering ram and, and uh, you know, hitting players in the head. I, I, I think those rules to, to – to try to eliminate that, or at least reduce the uh, the occurrence of it, is is is, is good because I, I know Levon's probably got some teammates that uh, that are no older than him that are suffering some some dementia now, and I, I've got uh, mm-hmm. several friends that are younger than me that uh, in Minnesota that are suffering from dementia, and 
and uh, so you know it just but you know back then i mean the the uh, concussion protocol was if you got dinged in a game we call it getting dinged get, that's getting knocked out mm-hmm. but uh, if you get knocked out in a game uh, you went to the sideline and uh the trainer would hold up two fingers in front of you and say, how many fingers is that? am I holding up? And you'd say four, and he'd say, that's close enough. Get back in there. I, I call it the amnesia test. It wasn't really concussion protocol. It was just the amnesia test. Yes, yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, they just want to make sure you remember where you were, how many fingers you got up, what quarter it was. Yeah. Stuff like, I, and later in my, on my career, if you would ask me those things, I'd be like, uh, what quarter is this again? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. know it. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Well, hey, Bobby, we really, really, truly appreciate it. It was uh, fantastic talking to you. You got to come back. Yeah. You got to come back on the show. I will do that. Yeah, I'll be glad to. Good, yeah. good. Now, is your treatment almost over with? Yes, it is. Okay. Well, we great timing then. <laughs> great time. Yeah, it was pretty good. So yeah. I was a captive, uh, a captive audience right here with this, with getting this treatment on my ankle. So, oh, cool. but this is a broken, broken ankle. I uh, from uh, Amar Rashad uh, came down on my back in practice one day, and I broke broke the uh, the. Uh, uh, the outside bone on the lower leg, oh, the, wow. the tibia, the, the fibula, and that's a non-weight bearing bone. And I've been supposedly some players have uh, have played with broken fibulas, but I, I wasn't tough enough to play one. I couldn't run with it. So, but anyway, it was. It, it's finally after all these years. It's uh, with the calcium buildup and everything. It's just really painful. So I'm uh, having some treatment on it. Uh, hopefully, it'll get better. Oh, it, it it will get better. But again, thank you so much. We really do appreciate it. Yep, all right, yeah, be good now. Yeah, good, good talking to you all. Okay, thank you. Yeah, bye-bye. Thanks, Bobby. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Yeah, man, bye-bye. Great interview. What an amazing uh, athlete. Absolutely. Who, yeah. who knew that, you know, Dion who, Bo knows, you know, what about Bobby knows? Right. I mean, yeah. baseball, football, football, offense, defense. Uh, sounds like they, they missed an opportunity there to get a playmaker involved at some point there uh, in Columbia. Of course, we didn't talk about, uh, you know, he's a, he's one of, I think, 11 kids in that family. So wow. they, they had plenty of uh, opportunity to mix it up and play some sports. Well, they? no doubt. <laughs> well, honestly, with 11 kids, you know, you can have uh, – you can have a basketball team. You can have one side of the family playing against the other side of the family, yeah. and you still have one side. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's so that's not, pretty cool. That's not too yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> all-time quarterback or all-time hitter. Or something uh, like yeah, that. something like that. Yeah, yeah, no question. But anyway, that was great. Great interview with Bobby right. Bryant, and uh, appreciate you listening. And uh, we'll be right back. We're the Inside Blitz with LeVon Kirkland. You're listening to Inside Blitz with LeVon Kirkland. Welcome back to the Inside Blitz with LeVon Kirkland. What a great show. What a great interview. I tell you, it's always uh, so fun to have these Hall of Famers. We have the best Hall of Famers in our mix, and that was certainly a great talk and love what he had to say. So 
Obviously, we appreciate you listening, so thank you so much. And here at the South Carolina Football Hall of Fame, we're all about leadership. And, of course, we take it upon ourselves to lead ourselves first and then to lead others. And, of course, LeVon Kirkland, one of the greatest leaders, especially in this room, and uh, has certainly proven himself on many levels, has an inside look section, which we're coming to right now to get some nuggets on leadership. So without further ado, I'm coming to you, LeVon Kirkland, for the inside. Look. Well, thank you so much, Mr. David. We talk about leading ourselves, and when you're leading yourself, you have to know your own values and your own principles. So basically, it starts with you. And I would say, if you're trying to lead yourself, the first thing you got to do is you got to invest in yourself. And most true leaders, they have what we call natural abilities. You know, they have something. But just like any athlete, you got to work hard on your skills and your knowledge. So I think of when you're leading yourself. Think of yourself as a corporate athlete. Have you ever heard that before? No. Corporate athlete. You got that natural skills, but you got to work on your game. And you can't expect to be good or expect to win if you don't work on your game, if you don't practice, if you don't work on your skills. So what would I say to you? I would say, you know, read some good books. And I'm not talking about the trendy books about, hey, be a better leader. Look at guys like John Wooden, guys who actually done it. I also say do some volunteer work. I will also say engage with people. Get yourself a mentor. You're never too old to have a mentor or have a coach. So leading yourself is about investing yourself. That's very good stuff right there. That. So something that you're good at and uh, just continuing to get better at it. Was, right. was there some of the tips that you kind of could share that that would help them know what they're good about, what they're good at? What well, I mean, a lot of times, I mean, I, I look at it from my standpoint as a football player. I knew I was a good athlete, but playing inside linebacker, I had to know the little nuggets about the game. So I think people know about themselves, but then do you do the little things? Do you practice the little steps here? Um, understanding the what I used to call um, choosing the right angles. Mm -hmm. So that's basically what it is. You just have to kind of really figure it out for yourself. Yeah, you know, well, dig uh, deep and, and see what you're made of and see what you're good at and then try to perfect those things. Yeah, and that's a great tip too about the mentor because a lot of times a mentor can engage with you, somebody you trust and can right. help you say, hey, this is what you're doing really good. Do more of this. Maybe you need to work on that. I'll give you a perspective that you never really had before. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's good stuff right there. The inside look with LeVon Kirkland. Now, we have this trophy here that uh, is a very coveted trophy here in South Carolina. Those uh, that have won this in the past, many of which are still playing in the NFL. This is the Blanchard Rogers Trophy. This is basically South Carolina Heisman. It's the best player in or from South Carolina. And so heading up the sponsor, or the, excuse me, the, uh, the scouting for that is our man, Mikey Football. So. Catch us up. Yeah. Another great weekend of football. Absolutely. Where are we on this great trophy? Well, last week we were able to release uh, our finalist list of top 20. 20. Yep, top 20. And so right now you can vote right now on the website. You can vote. You can vote for your favorite college player from South Carolina right now. SCFootballHOF.org. But there's a caveat. You need to become a member. Which is very simple. Right. So do it now. SCFootballHOF.org forward slash join. Or just click the little join button when you get to the website. That's no right. problem. Easy. That's right. But we got some big performances this week, uh, this past weekend from Travis Etienne. 
That's right, right. there. Uh, won it last year. Uh, uh, and uh, the quarterback. Lawrence also had a great week mm -hmm. as well. Uh, how about Furman's Devin Wynn running back? Five total touchdowns, four rushing, one receiving. Five touchdowns. Ooh, five touchdowns, same game. Wow. Uh, destroyed. Uh, g gave uh, Furman a huge win this weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, how about uh, uh, Gamecock Bra uh, uh, Brian Edwards, wide receiver, uh, he broke the South Carolina record for most receiving yards in a career wow. this year, this uh, this weekend. Impressive. So, and they've had some great receivers. Taking over Alshon Jeffrey, and, and if you look at the list of wide receivers from South Carolina, it's a pretty impressive list. Yeah, yeah. No yeah. So, about starting it. with Sterling Sharp. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Alshon Jeffrey's great. Yep. You know, uh, Sidney Rice was great. Right. You know, Robert Brooks were, yes. was great. That's yes. right. Um, so. Uh, He's in big company there. That's right. And then uh, Travis Etienne also became the uh, leading touchdown maker in Clemson history, beating C.J. Spiller. So, Easing out our good friend C.J. Spiller. That's yes. right. So Future Hall of Famer. Those two, obviously, the, congratulations to those two guys uh, making big splashes here this weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, obviously finalists for this award. And uh, uh, big shout-out to DeRogan Wells, Valdosta State. They won another one. Another he passed one. for 350 yards. He's a uh, baller, man. He, he's a baller, D2 yeah. kid from from Fort Mill, uh, just tearing it up on Fantastic. the D2 level. Fantastic. So. so, yes, Mike, great report. And please go check out these 20 ballers because these are some great players. They have some great stats. And it is anybody's ball game, and we want you to help us make that decision. So please go vote. And, Mr. Kirkland, yes, sir. what about yourself, uh, Pro college, uh, any comments you got? Well, you know, I, I think in the pro game, man, I got to give a shout out to my guy, a Adam Humphreys, man, from um, Spartanburg, South Carolina. He caught the winning um, touchdown uh, when the Titans played. I forget who they played. Titans the played Chiefs. the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Chiefs, and the Chiefs yeah. are pretty good. So uh, my good friend Mike Vrabel is the head coach there. So I was glad to see those guys get the win. So that's a shout out I got to give to Adam catching that touchdown. That was the hunter before Hunter Renfro. Oh, okay. Yeah, wow. you know, you yeah, read that yeah. number 13 as a wide receiver with the Clemson Tigers. You got to be a player. Adam Humphreys, yeah, yeah, great guy, great individual, and a great athlete. He's here. done some work with us in the past. Yeah, before he, he he's volunteered before he went and worked in, with to some the of NFL. The kids he, and, and yeah. okay, definitely good. has a heart for uh, the passion and the cause that we're celebrating here. We got to get him on the show then. Yeah, we. Uh -oh. Oh, 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 wow! Well, you know that. what? That yeah. is Coach Jeffrey's flag coming in here from our fearless producer Evan Tripp. So that does let us know that we're out of time. So good job, Evan. We appreciate uh, you listening in and tuning in, and all those that have joined and are going to join and so thank you so much we're the inside blitz with levon carklin and be sure to tune in next week when we have paul mcguire who was a legendary broadcaster it's a great interview we can't wait to come back have a great weekend god bless you you're listening to inside blitz with levon carklin